0: Hello, and welcome to the BMP Paribar Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing the new edition of our global sustainability strategy. I'm Andy Craig. Co-head of the Investment Insights Center at BMP Paribas Asset Management. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Jane Ambachia, Global Head of Sustainability. Welcome, Jane.
1: Hi, thanks, Andy.
0: This week we have launched our new global sustainability strategy. So to begin with, it would be good if you could just talk us through what exactly the global sustainability strategy is. This is our second. Why have we rewritten it or written a second version of it, and what do we expect to achieve with it?
1: Our global sustainability strategy, you know, you can think about it as kind of a one-stop shop to really communicate our overall ambition and approach to sustainable investing. So as you mentioned, we first launched a sustainability strategy in 2019. Now, that took us from 2019 through 2022. And last year, we updated our strategy to cover 2023 to 2025. And that's what we're sharing externally now. So this strategy really kind of sets out our ambition on sustainability, as I mentioned. Our view on the critical elements that we are working towards to achieve a more sustainable economic future, which enhances our ability to deliver sustainable returns to our clients, our different focus areas in terms of what we're working on, how we're integrating different elements into our investment approach, as well as our forward-looking ambition, the different specific areas that we're going to be focusing on.
0: Okay, so we published the first in 2019. We're publishing this second global sustainability strategy at the start of 2024, and it'll take us through to the end of 2025. Let's just talk a little bit about the change in the environment over the three years since the last or the first global sustainability strategy was published. I mean, it's only three years, but Obviously, the world has changed. It's a very different environment. The context for sustainability investing has changed profoundly. Can you talk about some of those changes and how you see them as we look both back and forward?
1: Sure. Yeah, look, I mean, on the one hand, you know, our Commitment and ambition around sustainability has not changed. But as you note, you know, there have been some fundamental shifts and evolutions in the market and in the geopolitical context within which we're operating. Now, one of the big ones is SFDR. The introduction of the Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation in Europe has cascaded a number of implications for for us and and other asset managers um, across the region. So, we've had to revise our approach to articulating our definition of sustainable investment, finalizing that methodology, integrating fund classification in terms of articulating the SFDR categories that our funds relate to, in terms of Integrating the right reporting. So there's been a lot of work around implementing and rolling out SFDR alignment. And that continues as we, you know, as we continue the different consultations and, and get more clarity around the future of, of some of the details of, of implementation. So SFDR, the regulatory context, particularly in Europe, but in other regions as well. So that's been one kind of key building block, I think, that has changed to the external context. Another, of course, is, is net zero, the launch of GFANS, the uh, Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero, hundreds of financial institutions taking commitments to net zero. So at BMP Paribas Asset Management, we're a signatory to the Net Zero Asset Manager Initiative. So we've published our net zero roadmap and a number of commitments around evolving our investment approach around net zero alignment. So I think that's another really important piece of the evolution that we've seen in the last couple of years. And then, you know, speaking to some of the headwinds that you mentioned, of course, we've seen a lot of geopolitical disruption in Europe, in the Middle East, around the world, and a lot of volatility for some of the sustainability themes and markets. So that, of course, has caused some disruption. We're seeing, of course, a lot of progress towards a transition, but also not as much progress as quickly as needed, of course, around the net zero target and commitment. So we really see a combination of headwinds and tailwinds that we're all, as an industry, really making sense of, navigating in a short term environment, but also very clearly keeping our focus on our objective, which is to use our influence and investments to help push towards a net zero, environmentally sustainable, and more inclusive economy.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, generally speaking, sustainable investing is adapting and evolving in this climate. Can you talk a little bit about how that has impacted our global sustainability strategy? What's new? You know, what has really changed for us in terms of the sustainability strategy since 2019?
1: So a number of things have changed. A number of things have also stayed the same. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. So we've got our six pillars of our sustainability approach, and those pillars remain the same. So those really are the kind of fundamental building blocks that we use to integrate sustainability into our investment approach, our products, and our operations. So I'll just quickly talk through those six pillars. So the first is really around our forward-looking perspective, what we call the three E's. And that's our focus on the energy transition relating to our net zero commitment, healthy ecosystems. So we have a very strong focus on tackling biodiversity loss, deforestation. And then the third is equality, and really looking at equality and inclusive societies and how we can use our influence to focus on that topic area. And we'll be publishing our equality roadmap in 2024. So those are the kind of three key thematic areas that we're tracking and focusing on from a forward-looking perspective. The next pillar, if we look under the hood in our investment approach, is our responsible business conduct policy. So this is really around articulating expectations for responsible business conduct and the management of sensitive sectors. So this is focusing on avoiding regulatory and stranded asset risk and covers our policies around topics like coal, oil and gas, deforestation, etc. The second pillar is on ESG integration, and this is really looking at the insights that we're able to develop with investment teams through pulling ESG information, qualitative, quantitative information to develop points of views on companies. This can be translated into how we build our investment universes, a focus on risk and portfolio construction, and push through right to the reporting that we're doing in terms of our different portfolios. So ESG integration is a really core component of our approach. Stewardship is the next pillar, so how we vote, engage with companies, and undertake public policy advocacy. We have a very bold approach to stewardship and spend a lot of work and a lot of time and effort both from our stewardship team in partnership with our investment teams on engaging with the companies that we're investing in to focus on any number of issues from climate related disclosures, adopting net zero business plans, and ensuring that we're seeing strong levels of diversity across the board and senior management positions of the companies that we're investing in. So those kind of, you know, three um, pillars around the RBC policy, ESG integration and stewardship. So those are really focused on our investments. The next pillar, the fifth one is around investment solutions for sustainability. So this is really looking at how we can help to direct capital towards sustainable solutions and includes our sustainable thematic, our labeled funds and our impact strategies. And this is an area where we've really been focusing the last few years to expand our range of kind of innovative, sustainable solutions across both active and passive strategies in public and private markets. And that's really an area that's an exciting development for us and includes things like our recent acquisition of IWC, which allows us to create investment opportunities in the private, sustainable timber and agriculture space, for example, is aligned with that pillar And then finally, our operations. How we're implementing our own corporate social responsibility strategy and really walking the talk. How are we living the values and the practices that we're asking companies to implement? We really have a very strong focus on our own culture and making sure that we're implementing those things from our own perspective. So, those are a number of elements that are stable in terms of our initial sustainability strategy and this new update to our sustainability strategy.
0: Jane, thank you. That's that's, that's, um, a very comprehensive review. Perhaps to round off our talk, could you just talk us through what's new in this edition of the Global
1: Sustainability Strategy? What's new here is really articulating the ambition that we have on some specific topics for the next couple of years. So I can kind of put those in three categories. One is around our near-term focus areas and priorities. So there's four things in that category. One is around our culture. So, you know, I just mentioned how important our approach to CSR is, is really kind of living our values. But this is an area that we're putting a huge amount of focus and really making sure that we're creating a sustainable culture internally. So a few things we're doing here are really focusing on our volunteering strategy, providing opportunities for our staff to get engaged. For example, we do a lot of work in the communities where we operate to support disadvantaged youth, whether that's through mentoring opportunities, internships. We doubled our volunteer employing last year, and this is an area that we're continuing to focus on. So a number of areas linked to our culture. The next is around bold stewardship. So really maintaining and building our position as a stewardship leader with really robust and credible policies. So this is an area where we're kind of leaning in to continuing to communicate our expectations to companies and increasingly working with policymakers to advocate for more sustainable outcomes and the implementation of kind of real world policies that will enable the capital to flow to achieve the transition that we're working towards. The third one is around being science-led and transparent in our approach to data and research. So we're very focused on making sure that we're open about how we do things like create our net zero AAA framework, which is identifying companies that are achieving aligned or aligning with net 0 So that's really transparent in terms of, you know, how do we define each category? How do we link in with the institutional frameworks that have been produced by groups such as as the institutional investor group on climate change? So we're really focused on being science-led and transparent and partnering often with academics to achieve some of those outcomes. And then the fourth one is to continue to mobilize capital towards sustainable solutions. So I mentioned our recent acquisition in the private natural capital space. We'll continue to provide investors with new investment opportunities that help to mobilize capital towards sustainable outcomes. In the midterm, there's a couple of areas. One is a really strong focus on emerging markets. We know that the majority of incremental emission reductions need to take place in emerging markets to move towards a net zero future. And we have a very big footprint on the ground in a number of emerging markets through the BNP Paribas Asset Management kind of direct investment offices and in a number of our joint ventures. So using that presence on the ground and those partnerships is an area that we're really focusing on and I think has the potential to have significant impact And then speaking of impact, that's the next midterm focus to really continue to evolve our framing of impact, to meet the needs of clients who want to allocate investments for impact, but also to measure our impact as an organization and to report on that. So those are some of our external ambitions. And maybe I can just close on a, a few of our kind of internal priorities. How do we get that done? So the first one is around ESG data. We have a very significant ESG data program internally, which is one of the top priorities that we have at the executive committee level to make sure that we have clear, comprehensive, high quality data to achieve all of the different objectives we have, whether it's linked to SFDR implementation, ESG analysis, net zero alignment, measuring alignment and misalignment with the Sustainable Development Goals. It's a really ambitious program and it's something that we're going to continue to invest in. The second internal priority is around education. We've had you know, thousands of hours spent by colleagues across the organization to undertake sustainable certifications across different markets. And we're also investing in our investment academy to make more information, knowledge sharing available to our clients. And then finally, just on the theme of knowledge sharing, you know, we're doing a lot on sustainability. So we have a really strong focus on strategic communications and making sure that, you know, we're leveraging all of the knowledge and information that we have in different teams, but also communicating in a way that's really clear and accessible, both to our colleagues across markets, but also to our clients. So, Andy, we've got a lot going on. We're really excited about continuing our path to, you know, really living our ambition to be the sustainable investor for a changing world.
0: And it's great to see how our approach to sustainable investing has evolved and continues to evolve and adapt as the environment changes around us. So, thank you very much for taking us through the new global sustainability strategies today.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: That's all for today. If you would like more information on our new global sustainability strategy, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com we recommend subscribing to Talking Heads on your favorite podcast channel. You'll receive your podcast episodes every Monday afternoon. If you like the podcast, please leave us a nice rating and a positive review. You've been listening to the BMP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Andy Craig, and Jane Ambachia, Global Head of Sustainability. Thank you and talk again next week. Bye-bye.